Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And we are back with Matrixa Research Group. Excited to see the founder and CEO here live and in person on our Zoomcast as well as the podcast. Again, we're talking here with Josh uh, Robishaw today, again, about all the work that he does and his company with consulting, uh, with, of course, membership services, you name it, he does it. Let me have him introduce you. How you doing today? Uh, good morning, Jill. It's uh, happy to be here from a, a little bit of a cold, uh, wintry Maine today. It's uh, had some snow last night and some ice overnight, so it's a little chilly here today. Yeah, we're waiting for snow in New York. By now, we normally have at least nine inches. We have nothing yet, so we're, we're working on that. But good to uh, see you here, and stay warm. I'm trying. I was there over the weekend. There was a little flurries here and there in the city, but nothing crazy. So. Yeah, I know. No <laughs> accumulations yet. We're waiting. We're waiting, but excited to have you back here. So let's talk a little about yourself, your research company. Would you mind introducing yourself today? Sure. Uh, my name is Josh Robisha. I'm the founder and CEO of Matrixa Research Group. Um, we're a research group that provides a number of different uh, services, uh, general historical research, uh, genealogy. We focus a lot on genealogy. Uh, we provide other consulting services, specifically in the areas of travel, um, d- domestic international travel planning. We have a travel concierge. We actually couple our genealogy research and travel services together and do genealogy, genealogy-specific travel. Uh, and then we have kind of a mentorship um, department that really focuses on coaching, one-on-one coaching, young adults, adults, um, uh, corporate-level coaching, group coaching, uh, we do uh, resiliency training. We go out and provide uh, resiliency training to folks, uh, whether that be a group setting. Typically, that could be a you know auditorium size setting uh, uh, at the corporate level or at some sort of uh, big group level. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of it seems a little bit over all across the board in a number of different disciplines. But we we try to provide a lot. We try to bring uh, um, some of our expertise to bear uh, for the public. Great. And let's learn a little bit more about yourself. What brought you into this business? I know you grew up as a very hard worker. You had a lot of, um, you know, you had a good mentors to look up to growing up and to get that hard work in you. But what brought you into this field and to develop a Matrixa? Yeah, I've always, uh, even just growing up, I've always been a historic uh, or history nerd. I uh, just love the, the mystery behind some of our historic stuff. Um, always loved just research in general. I ended up joining the Navy at the age of 18 and, you know, ended up doing 22 years, uh, 22 year career with the Navy. Uh, and a lot of the, uh, my Navy career brought me through different types of uh, research disciplines too. And so it kind of just, uh, you know, ballooned from there until, you know, here, here we are 22 years later, I uh, decided how could I bring those, some of those research things I've learned over the years and some of those expertise I've uh, learned over the years, how can I bring that out uh, to the public? I really didn't want to stay in the government circles or contracting circles. Um, so I decided, how, you know, let's, let's start, start my own company and maybe I can bring some of this uh, expertise to, to, to some clients. And so, you also yeah. mentioned, I mean, there's been a struggle. I mean, doing the work that you've done for so long uh, mentally it took a, you know, a toll on you and clearly you bring that to the table and you can empathize with others. And could you share a little bit of that experience? Sure. As well? I, sh- I think uh, that's, that's the big, biggest, bigger piece I'd say, um, you know, over the years I've been lucky enough that I had my own struggles um, with, you know, mental health and things like that. Of course, the, the military is a very stressful job, um, but you know, I broke through some of the stigma there. The stigma is still alive and well, um, especially alive and well 10, 15 years ago when most of my stuff happened. Um, but I was able to, you know, be t- with a core group of friends, core peers, uh, 
great leaders that I, I was lucky enough to have. And, you know, I fell on a good support group between that and then, you know, mental health professionals throughout the military and the government. Um, I was able to finally seek some help. And then I turned that into kind of um, being able to showcase, hey, you can get help. You can continue on your career. It's not going to affect your career. You can get help and progress on um, to where I made it, you know, and it was nice to do that in uniform when I could speak about it in uniform uh, to, to fellow service members. I think it just brought brought it home just a little bit more that all right, here's this guy that started from the bottom and made it to where he's at now, got some help um, and had no detriment to his career. So it's been interesting now. And now, you know, I'm trying to do the same out, out of uniform. Um, but maybe I can, you know, hey, this guy made it to retirement. And uh, um, and, you know, this is this is the benefits of how mental health got in there or mental health uh, assistance got in there. So got it. And let me ask, what is that book in the background? Could you share which one? The Terminal 37? Oh, no, that's a, that's that... a big sign. That's a, I have an antique business, too. That's a Terminal 37 Antiques. It's my it's a sign. Ah, I thought <laughs> so, it was something we're showcasing today. I'm like, I didn't yeah. know you were an author. I'm like, are you? Did you write I a wish. book? <laughs> I, th- I thought about it, but I don't know if I can get there. <laughs> trying yeah. to write something. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's, let's dive in deep. So how can we reach you? Tell us the, uh, the website, please, and your social media contacts. All right, so the website's matrixaresearch.com. My main email is explore at matrixaresearch.com. I'm on all social media, so Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Uh, Either if you just search for Matrixa Research Group or uh, at matrixa underscore explores is our handle for Instagram and Twitter. Um, So pretty much reachable anywhere there. If you go right to our website, you can... There's a contact page right um, right there, or you can basically look through all our services and book or inquire there. And you know, you know, the inquire will take you right to the contact page. Or if you book book now, you can book directly with us. Uh, so you'll see a calendar, be able to pick pick your pick your time slot, and we'll we'll just have a meeting from there. So it's pretty simple, um, fully reachable, and a number of different means. So great. So what did you have in mind for us today? Since there's so much to your work that you offer, <clears throat> did you want to talk more about the coaching, more about the genealogy, the concierge? There's, I'll let you at. <laughs> you, you I think <laughs> there's so much. I agree. I think today I was going to focus a little bit on genealogy. We've talked sure. about it in the last couple of podcasts, and I thought maybe today I'd, I'd kind of break it down a little bit and do some basics, and uh, you know, talk about how you start. Um, Cause I think some people get overwhelmed. It's easy to go on. Like I said before, it's easy to go online and do some of your own research now, but it's also very easy to get overwhelmed. And uh, if I can break it down a little bit easier and show folks how, uh, how we do it. And then, you know, that might, that might hopefully make it easier for, for everybody. Uh, Absolutely. If they're trying to do their own research. Go so. for it. I'm ready. Okay. So, I mean, for, for those that don't know, genealogy is the study of families, right? Family mm-hmm. history and tracing lineage of your family's back to as far back as you want to go or can go potentially okay. um, and we typically use a number of different things uh, oral records historical records um, dna genetic analysis is really big these days um, and any other records we can really find uh, you know it could, could be something as simple as a land deed that ties your family to an area or ties your family to um, a specific plot of land that we're studying okay um, so basically we'll take any type of info we can um, and use that to build your family history or build your tree. So a lot of the times um, when a client comes to us, they're either looking for one or two things. They want the full-blown, you know, massive family tree, which is a long-term project, or they simply want an answer to a question. So the, and the example I used the last couple of weeks, and I'll use again today, um, in this case, uh, a client wanted 
how did my knew he knew his family came from Poland, but how did that fan how did his family come from Poland through Europe uh, and immigrate to the United States? Where did they go to and how did you know how did his grandparents actually meet? Uh, so in this case it was a simple I don't want to say simple question because it's never simple, but it wasn't a full-blown uh, family history. Um, so something else I'd like to I'd just like to point out to folks is we follow the genealogical proof standard. Um, so the Board of uh, Genealogists set forth a standard basically um, for genealogists to follow because there's really not a okay. you can get board certified. There's not you know there's a few college level um, courses out there to get become genealogists or family historians. But there's no, you know, to become a professional genealogist, you really don't need any training. Okay. Um, so, you know, this proof was set forward to kind of make sure people follow the right thing. And I'll just I'll just hit on it real sure. quick. But it's five different steps. Basically, a reasonable, exhaustive research has been conducted. So they want to, you want to make sure have I researched the client's problem to my best ability okay. uh, and exhaustively enough to the to I think we're you know we got to the to the point of the problem, and then. We want to make sure each statement of fact has a complete and accurate citation. So we just don't want to be making things up. We're going to go out there and make sure that each fact that we put in your conclusions are accurately sourced and they came from the right spot. We didn't just make them up. We also look to make sure evidence is reliable um, and it's been correlated and interpreted. And I'll hit on that a little bit later. Um, and we also look to make sure any contradictory evidence has been resolved. And finally, you know, when we come to a conclusion, we want to make sure that conclusion is soundly re reasoned and coherently written. Um, so we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you know, there's a number of different things a client can request to um, how they want their conclusion published. Basically, you know, do you, do you want an abstract written of your family history? Do you want uh, maybe a PowerPoint presentation depicting everything? However, you want that. We just want to make sure that it's that that the conclusions we reached are reasoned, sound, soundly reasoned and coherently written. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like I said, in this case, the um, client wanted to find out how their family immigrated from Poland. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think I mentioned it we last year. Yeah, because I'm from Poland, or, too. I told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, technically, my grandfather was in an orphanage, and one day I want to track it all and go back and all that. But that's so interesting that you mentioned that you're working with someone. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, ironic, right? Small world. But uh, um, so, in this case, they wanted to know how their family got uh, immigrated from Poland. So, a lot of times, we like to start with an interview. Our basic consults are always free. Mm -hmm. um, our initial consults. And a lot of the times information straight from the family is going to be where, where we start. So a lot of times family will, families will have some information already mm -hmm. or they'll have family lore, like stories passed down from, yeah. from uh, previous time, you know, and it's kind of interesting. That's, that's a point in this, this specific client's case too, because it's funny how his lore had his grandmother's name spelled a certain way. And we were able to track it down that, Actually, you know, they were all wrong in how it was spelled. <laughs> how ironic, We're, we're right? actually yeah. tracked down the right person. But the reason it was spelled wrong was there was a, uh, I believe it's a death certificate in there that obviously she wasn't, the, she didn't write her own death certificate. So whoever wrote the death certificate had spelled and it had given the wrong name to the, the person, made, you know, that created the death certificate. Okay. So it was interesting. And then from there, that name wow. just stayed. The spelling state but when mm -hmm. we actually researched the person and found out the right person it was like it sounded exactly the same but it just was spelled different yeah so in this case we took uh uh the client's family lore and kind of started there um and we were able to do some initial research and, and uh we, we tried to do the initial research right at the uh you know the first consult if we can that way i, I kind of have an idea of okay is this even a possibility to something we can research 
because sometimes the information is just not there. Um, and then, you know, after that initial consult, we'll discuss, well, what are you really looking for? How far do you want us to go with this? Um, you know, because obviously there's a cost involved um, and it could it could just go on, not go on forever, but it could just turn into a huge, huge thing if uh, if you let. So <laughs> so in this case, um, you know, we, we did some research for the client and we were able to find uh, um, that his family did. Uh, uh, well, we started chasing back through through uh, manifest ships. Manifest was, was an easy, easy one here. So we found again. Spelling is really tough. People, you know, a lot of times people came through Ellis Island and, and things were spelled different. Things are yep. spelled different mm-hmm. on Ships Manifest. That's crazy. In this case, his name was just, you know, as, as you can imagine, a lot of Polish names are, are very hard to, uh, A, hard to read, but um, mm-hmm. can be a bit long um, and a bit convoluted. So in this case, his name, while it's, uh, this is separate from the other name we found, his name, the grandfather's name was, was close to how they knew it was spelled. So we're able to track that down via ship's manifest, um, his first name, we were able to track down and then we we're able to tra- tie that to a uh, naturalization certificate for him from when he, you know, eventually came to the United States, and, you know, 15, 20 years later, applied for naturalization and citizenship. Mm-hmm. And that document we we're able to tie to our client. So basically we we're able to tie that document through our client's mother and then back to our client because obviously we obviously always want to tie these documents and the lineages together mm-hmm. um and you know for the proof and uh, our conclusions so in this case uh some of the family lore was interesting it wasn't uh, exactly right you know they um they were told both both grandmother and grandmother came through new york and where in fact the grandmother came through new york uh but the grandfather actually came through baltimore um the family eventually but the grandfather actually immigrated up or landed to Baltimore, but then went up to New York. So grandfather lived in New York. Grandmother lived in uh, New Jersey. We're trying to still prove, because uh, I think I told you we want to go out there to, to Poland, but just can't with the, the situation in Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. We're trying to prove if they knew each other before they left Poland, oh, wow. which we haven't been able to figure out because they both looked like they came from the same town okay. or, or very close to each other. Um, or did they somehow meet in New York? There's really no way, you know, we can track that down at this mm-hmm. point. But you can kind of see where both people come, you know, uh, spend their time in New York and New Jersey and start, you know, and eventually there's a there's a marriage certificate that pops in there. And eventually they move to Pennsylvania where basically my client, the client's family started. So, you know, they started having children. The client's mother was born in there. Um, yeah. And then then it led to my client who was, you know, born in the same area. And a lot of times in that case, we'll be, we'll use federal censuses. Um, you know, 1930, 1940 census was very, very big in this one. The nice thing is, you know, they list every, every, every family member that was alive at the moment. Uh, in this case, the client's mother, um, used a nickname for a lot of her life and just, you know, and, and we actually saw it being used. It was, I believe it was, if I remember correctly, it was used on one of the censuses. So okay. it was kind of weird. Um, trying to track track that down and, and make sure it was the real person uh, that you know we were able to tie to my grand uh, my friend's grandfather, but uh, it, it was just interesting there. And then the nice, and it, even more interesting was the you know seeing the naturalization certificate and seeing the photo on there and tying it to the client. The client looked ex- very similar to how his uh, great grand or his grandfather looked, um, and so we were able to tie that all back. 
you know, as, as I, like I said, we're piecing together the info, we're gathering the data, mm-hmm. making sure the citations are right, making sure the the documentation we find is correct. Yeah. Uh, now, this was somewhat during COVID, so we were hampered a little bit, uh, you know, had to do most of it online, most of our of online course. research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will travel, you know, we will go to uh, town halls. Actually, I was going to say, you're actually pulling yeah. records out, town halls, libraries, like, uh, what was it called? Microfiche, like going back to Microfiche, news articles. Yep. Is so, that what it's called to try to find? Yep. I mean, it's amazing that for the most part, a lot of this stuff still exists. I mean, it does. Well, and the nice thing is it's so much of it's been digitized. Yeah. So a lot of times you don't have to travel anymore. There is something special to say about physically going and seeing the actual document. Um, it just puts that extra little touch on things. But now so much of it's been digitized. You know, you, you literally, the microfiche has literally been copied, put online, uh, and you can just see it right there. Um, but yeah, we'll go to town halls. We'll go to, ch- you know, church records are still out there. Um, uh, all kinds of all kinds of places like that if we have to. Um, but it, like I said, the internet does make it a lot easier now, a l- little bit less travel. Uh, we do a lot where, um, you know, clients like to see, maybe like to see, I mean, it might be a little, sound a little morbid, but get, like to see the gravestones of their ancestors, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's actually websites out there the, out there now that uh, I think it's findagrave.com that literally takes pictures of uh, wow. graveyards and they each gravestone. <sighs> um, so we'll do that for families if they want it. Uh, but so, like I said, in this case, we were able to um, track most of it down, at least got them back to a, a town, a little town in Southern Poland. Um, again, so actually, that's another thing to harp on. Some of it's a history lesson, too, mm-hmm. because, you know, Poland went through a number of different things to pre- what, how is present day Poland s- is situated. You know, it was the Austrian Hungarian Empire, pre World War II, and then obviously World War II had some changes in there. Um, so trying to physically find some of these locations that were identified, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s. In the same place now, where was it physically located? Yeah. Where is it physically now? Obviously, it's the same physical place, but what country is it actually in? Is it in Poland still? Is it in you know, the Czech Republic? Something like that. Uh, so we were able to track that down. And in this case, it was a specific name, but it, it, there was three towns in Poland that were close to the same name. But um, but just, you know, because of some of the information we were able to find, we were able to track it down to one, one town and kind of make our way there. And so then, you know, in this case, you know, once we start getting all the gathering, all this data, and at the same time, we're kind of writing some type of published report um, for the client, depending on what they ask for. Uh, in this case, he wanted an abstract. So an abstract for us is typically, you know, however many pages it turns out to be, but it's, you know, a, maybe a 12-page document that'll go through all the research that we did. It'll give a synopsis of everything that we found kind of conclusions it'll provide every source document it'll provide all the citations um so that's kind of like the if you think of maybe the scientific uh kind of uh record of what we did um but then you know if somebody wants a more polished thing we'll do a more of a more of a what you could call maybe like a book or a um written record of of what we did um and it'll be more of like a narrative of you know the family coming over and this and that um but it'll look more like it'll look more like a book or or something along those lines and then some of the other stuff we do that i think is a little bit different than maybe some other genealogists or some other companies out there we try to do i I offer at least i offer like a powerpoint or a Mm -hmm. visual thing and in this case the the original plan for them and we didn't get a chance to do it i did the powerpoint of all our research with the with the hopes that we were going to walk his family through it virtually um 
you know, they were supposed to, I guess there was a plan in there. The client and his yeah. family was supposed to get together. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do a virtual presentation and, you know, we did a really nice visual of all the research and following the family through, you know, we got pictures of the ships they came across and stuff like that. And some of the source documents. And I think that's something a little different that we that's provide amazing. that most don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a very, uh, so that's still sitting there hoping, hoping we can uh, present it. I did send it to the client and uh, I don't think uh, he's presented it yet himself. Um, but, you know, we're always on standby to help him out there. Um, and so, like I said, that's kind of the the end of when you do the research. How does a client want their report wrapped up, whether an abstract, narrative, you know, family tree. They, so they might just want a basic family tree. There's some nice printers out there. We don't print ourselves, but there's these printers out there that will print these massive, you know, wall size family trees you can get framed uh, that look pretty nice. But again, you need the data for that. So that's what we provide. Uh, or... Um, uh, I'm working on a book right now. Basically, uh, I, I use the word published. That's I use that a little loosely because it's not like an officially published thing. But I'm working on a hard hardcover book for a family right now that, you know, probably by the end of it will be 30, 40 pages. It'll look like a book you could buy, at, you know, in the bookstore. Um, it'll, it'll have family history in it. It'll have history of the world during their, the time frame of their family, things like that. Um, though, you know, those things bring significant costs, but they are uh, they are nice, polished products to, uh, that we provide our customers. And I, I think, uh, you know, things for, year, they, they'll, they'll cherish for years and things that they can uh, use forever, so. Wow, that's amazing to make something like that, to get those pictures. It's gotta be, tell me about some of the, the your clients. I mean, like they must, I mean, they're so grateful to you, right? That it's gotta uh, be such an amazing uh, feeling to see this. I don't know who has more fun. I don't know if they enjoy it more or I do. Because, I mean, honestly, when you make the connections and you see some of the pictures and you see some of the source documents, it's just, it's awesome. It just bringing it all together. And then, like you said, then the families get to see it and they they just realize, like, oh, wow, it's such an amazing journey. Or, you know, they you're able to tie the history of the of why maybe they left a certain country or, you know, things like that. When you tie it all together and the families get to realize that, it's just such a great great thing to see great thing to witness it's, it's great so oh my goodness uh wow and how does it i mean has there ever been times where you've been stuck and you just can't make headway you can't find or have you always had the success of finding something no that's actually a good point i meant to talk about that earlier there are plenty of times when you, you don't have success and you know that's something up front we tell the client like yeah. you might not be successful um so you could be paying for something here that um Maybe we don't get the successful conclusion that we're looking for. And obviously we're upfront about that. And then, you know, if it looks like we're going down that path, we're going to stop. We're not going to, you know, we're going to talk to the client about it, but that does happen. Or, you know, sometimes information's just not there. There, you know, for example, there could have been a a fire in a church and all the records were burned. Yeah. yeah. So um, that does happen. Um, You know, there's ways to document that there, uh, things like that. But like you said, yeah, there's, there's just times where we're stuck and you can't get around it. I mean, other times you might reach out, you know, we're all human, right? So it might be me or the researcher making the, causing the stuckness, you know, so maybe we'll reach out to uh, another genealogist and ask them for some help. Um, sometimes getting a fresh set of eyes on it um, helps a lot too. So. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we still have five minutes left here on the show, Josh. Uh, just want to remind everyone of the website again, uh, matrixresearch.com, correct? That's uh, in the meantime, what else do you want to share? Do you want yeah. to share another story? or? No, I just want to be really quick and transparent about some of the pricing because sure. I think that's important. Um, it is right up front on our website. If you book, you'll see it. 
uh, but typically we charge by the hour, $50 an hour. Uh, but we do have packages where, it, you know, that drops that price down like a 10 hour package is, uh, you know, 10 hours of research, for example, is four four twenty five. 20 hours is seven, 750. Now, some of that don't include travel. So if, if, if you want us to travel and do certain things, that, that'll be extra. Um, we do other simple things too. If you have a family document that, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the penmanship and writing back in the day was, is hard to transcribe. So we do simple document tra transcription too. Uh, we do photo digitization. So if you have your old uh, photos, you want one digitized, we'll do that for you too. Um, but the, you know, I think, uh, I think our costs are pretty, pretty, pretty on par with uh, maybe a little lower, honestly, than than the, the mainstream out there. And we uh, we try to bring the keep the cost down and, and uh, bring bring a good product to the customer. Yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Josh. Um, also, um, at this time, well, again, we have three minutes left. Um, okay. Is there any ending? What else do you want to share about you, your company, your services? How we can reach you, or um, we still have more time to talk um, about? Do you know anything that you wanted to add to the conversation for today? No, I'll just add, please reach out. You know, uh, the, the, the free console, uh, the, the initial consoles are always free. I, I am willing to talk. I love to talk uh, about this stuff. Um, if I can help in any other way that uh, with your with your research problems, your genealogy problems, your travel problems, um, I'm here ready to talk about mental health and, and put myself on stage if I can uh, to, to speak to your audiences. Um, so we're just, uh, Matrix is ready to go. And uh, we are here to help and we look forward to uh, our, our new clients for 2023 signing up, and uh, hopefully we can uh, help each other out. Great. And still, the coaching and all and that whole aspect and consulting, there's still so much more to you and your business I want to get to. Again, we have more time to talk. I hope we can discuss that at some point as well. I'm just curious, though, you're consulting uh, with corporations, with individuals, as far as like personal growth or financial growth, or could you just give me a little... It's more, uh, I would say it's more leadership. Uh, when we do that type of stuff, it's more leadership and mentorship. And then even so, if they want, you know, if the corp corporations or groups want resiliency training or, you know, um, that work-life balance type discussions, um, that's more of what we do. It's definitely more leadership uh, leadership driven or uh, mental health uh, advocacy driven uh, than anything. So Perfect. All right. Thank you again. So matrixaresearch.com. Do you have a phone number, uh, other social media pages you want to share? Um, all, like I said, all Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, all the, all the pages, uh, LinkedIn. Um, and then, uh, we're on the web matrixaresearch.com and you can see everything there and book everything right there. Perfect. Thank you so much. You have a fantastic day. Looking forward to right, the thanks, next Jill. time we connect. Josh, great to actually see you here live in person. I know, again. Right? <laughs> For those in the podcast, we're Zooming, so I get to see him today and talk face-to-face, -face, which is important. Um, and uh, thank you again for sharing your thoughts on genealogy and how you can help. Also, don't forget about the customizable uh, trips that you can plan around your Definitely. genealogy, where you're from, to get more of that. I mean, you guys do a lot. So we'll talk again next week, and you have a fantastic day. Thank All you right, so thanks, much. All right, thanks, Jill. See you next week. Bye-bye. from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. Oh. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, 
which, if you're buzzed, could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.